Stone gets the puck after the drop. Petrangelo shoots, save, and a rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson finds the puck in the slot, pots the rebound, and the Knights are back in the lead, 3-2. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. With Houndin, oh, and a tip puck and a shot, they score! Michael Abadio, the Knights win it in overtime! 5-4 Vegas! A double overtime victory for the Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out inside the Underground Lounge at the Oil Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard, Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Golden Knights back in town. Extra day off. This is the breather day in the series between the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. They'll be back at it. Game five tomorrow at the Fortress. T-Mobile Arena for a 7 o'clock start. Uh, Just know uh, when you go down there, go early, stay late. Uh, Extra special tomorrow because uh, you know that whole Tropicana thing that's happening in and around there? Well, Frank Sinatra Drive is going to be down to one lane each way. Uh, so it's going to impact the traffic going to and from the game uh, tomorrow. So plan accordingly. We want, and there's so many cool things uh, happening in Toshiba Plaza that uh, nobody's going to be bored. You're not going to be tapping your toes, waiting to get in. Uh, doors do open uh, 90 minutes before face-off, so that's positive. But you can go there. Uh, you got uh, beverages. You got the tattoos. You got the hairstyle. You got uh, all kinds of uh, happening with the uh, uh, the Vivas uh, out there. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be tons of fun. But just know, uh, if you're going to have to cut it close, you're going to be in some snarls due to the Frank Sinatra drive uh, being down to one lane each way. Chapman's uh, shaking his head, but here's the thing, Chapman. I know you you can't go until 6 o'clock, so you're, <laughs> you're, you're going to be challenged either way Poor due Chapman. to do that. But if anybody has wiggle room, go early. And then after the game especially if there's a clinching scenario that plays out. Uh, enjoy the festivities uh, in the rink, out in the, in the Toshiba Plaza, and, and enjoy the moment and wait for things just to, to, to filter out and, uh, and have some fun and uh, enjoy what could be uh, a clinching moment uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights on home ice. Yep. Uh, I am a big proponent of getting down wherever you're going as early as you possibly can and you know with Darren kind of laying things out as to what some of the traffic limitations might be get down there early because it should be an absolutely fantastic atmosphere as the Golden Knights look to punch their ticket to round number two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's within reach. Uh, One team can do it tonight. The Florida Panthers taking on the Boston Bruins and the President's Trophy winners do have a three games to one lead in that series against the President's Trophy winners from a year ago. Uh, Boston uh, trying to move on. And then it's a swing game tonight. Uh, Seattle and Colorado. Only two games on the schedule this evening. As uh, right around games four or five, uh, they start to space and things. Just to give everybody a chance to uh, step back a little bit. It's always nice to have two days between games at least once in a seven-game set. So that's tonight's National Hockey League schedule. Uh, waiting for the confirmation from the Boston Bruins 
that Patrice Bergeron is in the lineup of four. Uh, this game five will bring you that uh, as soon as we have it. And for the Kraken and the Avalanche, I've got some uh, tidbits for you uh, coming up uh, later in the program. I also want to mention, as far as uh, looking ahead between the traffic and tonight's games, I uh, also want to tell you that Bruce Cassidy is going to be calling in to the VGK Insider Show Ooh. in about nine minutes' time. Nice. So look forward to having Butch uh, on with the program. Uh, I don't know how many times Butch has uh, been on, but this is this is going to be fun. Uh, he did tell me that uh, he listens. Uh, he's been driving around and just scanning the dial, and he and he and he heard the program one day and thought this is pretty cool. So uh, he he is a uh, supporter of, of the VGK Insider Show, and must be a big thrill right in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs that he gets to come on with us. Yep. What do you want to? pick his brain about you were in the media availability today is there anything extra that you want to go down the path with a head coach who's up three games to one yeah. in his first Stanley Cup playoff series with this group uh, going against the Winnipeg Jets and what has been a physical and very momentum filled series yeah I think one of the things that you know one of the threads I'd like to pull with with Bruce is the combination of Brett Howden Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone that was a combination that Bruce had to start the year. It's something he's gone back to here in the playoffs. And, you know, the architect, right? He put that line together at the beginning of the year for the re- for a reason. It's working right now for the Golden Knights. And just kind of his understanding or, or his perception of why it works, those, those trio, that trio of players. He had an outstanding answer talking about Brett Howden yesterday on the day uh, off uh, when they just flew back from from Winnipeg. He met with media uh, prior to boarding the airplane and uh, was so complimentary uh, on Brett Howden. I know you guys played in the second hour yesterday. Uh, one area that, uh, that I would love to get into with him is uh, just about uh, finding where he thinks their game is at. Uh, they, they've continually got better uh, throughout this series, uh, they, their starts in Winnipeg uh, complemented the overall game. Uh, where he uh, sees their game at right now compared to what he wants the game to be at, uh, knowing that there's ebb and flows and no perfect game, uh, certainly in hockey, and uh, then it's elevated in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that you know it'll be interesting to get his, his reaction to that question as to where he feels the game is overall for the Golden Knights as, to, as opposed to where he wants it to be. And, you know, the, the main thing I think for me with the Golden Knights through, you know, four games so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs is that this is a team that is very much as advertised from what we saw in the regular season. It's been depth leading the way for the Golden Knights, and it has been uh, really a by-committee situation for this team to go up three games to one. And on top of that, there's no situation that seems to rattle this core at all. Whether they're up in a game or down in a game, down in a series, it, it doesn't seem to rattle them in any way. They just go about their business and they pick up wins. Resiliency. That's yeah. something that Bruce uh, talked to me about yesterday, uh, being a major impressive part uh, about this game. I'll, I'll push back with you on one thing that you said, though. And no, not controversial, but you said depth leading the way. I think depth has complemented the stars in this series. It is an organization and a team that does rely on its depth, and you see that in Michael Matteo scoring in double overtime. You see that in Brett Howden uh, chipping in the offense, uh, Ivan Barbashev uh, tipping in a goal. But you've got uh, brilliant performances out of 
Will Carlson. Uh, you've got uh, some huge efforts from Mark Stone. Uh, Alex Petrangelo uh, with the emotion uh, that he's put forward along with the minutes and the, and the execution uh, from his side. So uh, y- you might be seeing almost the perfect balance between that depth that is such a strong influence on the success of this team and the star frontline players like Chandler Stevenson, who has six points. Yeah, that's a fair point on, on your part. I do think that when you look at, you know, the kind of the, the overall production so far throughout this series, you've got you've gotten great performances from Chandler Stevenson. Mark Stone has been fantastic since returning to the lineup for the Golden Knights. And I view Jack Eichel's game as improving every single shift he has in the playoffs so far. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything to quibble with that. I think depth is, is certainly been there for the Golden Knights, uh, as well as the top-end skill coming through. Today's practice, uh, returning at City National Arena, uh, the Golden Knights are working out a spirited uh, uh, back and forth. Uh, they worked on a couple of different things on the ice in rink A. Uh, it was uh, two goaltenders on the ice for this one in uh Lauren Bressois and Aiden Hill, and uh, we also saw the return to the main group uh, of Will Carrier, and he has been skating with the extras in Vegas when the team went to Winnipeg for games three and four. He wasn't wasn't up there, part of the the travel, so there was no chance for him to return uh, prior to this, uh, earlier in this series, in the front half of this set. That changes now because he was skating uh, as part of his traditional line and that traditional line ended because uh he got moved up in the lineup before he got hurt against the new jersey devils about seven weeks ago uh he was back with nick waugh and keegan colasar and ivan Barbashev was the yeah. the guy left out so that's that's the only real news that we have from from lineups or practice today phil kessel was not part of the the power play uh Barbashev was moved in there so there's, uh, there's some players and, and pieces being moved around in preparation for Game 5 tomorrow. And it's a look for the coaching staff to see Will Carrier doing line rushes uh, with his regular line mates. It's an opportunity to see Barbashev uh, on, on the power play because the, they've, they've had Phil Kessel there in a little bit. So I, I think there's a possibility for a couple of different things to happen uh, tomorrow whether it's Carrier in, uh, Barbashev in, uh, Kessel going back to the power play. There's a couple of different looks that are being uh, toyed uh, with going into Game 5. Yeah, which is really remarkable for this team, right? Because when you when you kind of factor in the injuries that were mounting at various times throughout this season, certainly after the, the bye week and the All-Star break, and where kind of the Golden Knights were at going into the playoffs, it, it's it's pretty wild that you have gotten as healthy as you have and that Bruce Cassidy has as many options as he does heading into game five, round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It, it doesn't happen. Yeah. You don't add players <laughs> yeah, exactly. at game five to a healthy lineup. You might add players in game five, but usually you've lost a couple along the way. This is very unique. And that's not to say that, that people aren't feeling things. I know for a fact in, in talking to guys uh, that uh, that this has been a heavy, 
series and it's taken its toll. Guys are feeling it. And that's why the the day away from the rink yesterday, even though they traveled, the day uh, off skates, uh, off any type of workout uh, is is so huge uh, for this team coming, both teams, but uh, you certainly feel better uh, coming back with a 3-1 series lead. It's it's beneficial. But, uh, but getting to complete health, mm-hmm. when was the last time that happened? And it wasn't even in training camp. Yeah. Because they had some some guys out uh, towards the the end of camp. So and Mark Stone was working his way back. So this, what we have now with Will Carrier in a full regular jersey and, and allowed contact from his lower body injury, this is something that Bruce Cassidy, his coaching staff, and team management haven't dealt with all season long. And can you think of a, a better time than early on in the playoffs? There's no better time. There's no better time for the Golden Knights to be as healthy as they've been all season long. And your your point's well taken in that even in training camp, I don't know that the Golden Knights were as healthy as they are potentially heading into game number five. And, you know, you want to ride that as as much as you can. And, of course, as the coach, you want to make the right decisions. But when you have the opportunity to put a a guy in and Will Carrier who is, is prototypical playoff hockey and had 16 goals in the regular season, establishing new career highs. Like, that gives you an idea of, again, just how deep this Golden Knights team is. How about this for summing up the impact of Will Carrier returning to the lineup? And I don't know whether he is going to play tomorrow. Uh, Bruce talked today about having to see how he reacts after a full workout with the group, and uh, they've got some decisions to make, so I don't want to make it sound like he's automatically in tomorrow. But when he does come in, because we're on the verge of that, you aren't putting Will Carrier from five years ago in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. The Will Carrier that you're putting in the lineup, when you last saw him play, was a top-line player. He'd been promoted to the top of your forward group. Mm -hmm. He was playing that well, that thought of, and was uh, fitting the style and going to the net and and, uh, and getting pucks, uh, uh, retrieving pucks and and hitting and and being physical. Like this, this isn't. Uh, I want to make sure people know th- this isn't just putting the old Will Carrier back in. Mm-hmm. It's a much different uh, skill set and confidence level that Will Carrier has. He, he's going to go. If he does go back uh, between uh, on a line between uh, Nick Waugh uh, as his center iceman and Keegan Colasar, so yeah. those those surroundings are familiar. But he's got like all kinds of more confidence after his 16 goal season, which would have been 20 uh, had uh, he not been hurt. Yeah, 100. percent You're looking at a guy that that was on pace for that 20 goals. Um, and they were important goals, like seven game-winning goals for Will Carrier this season outside of the fact that he potted 16 at, at you know one point in time. I think Will Carrier was probably one of the most, if not the most, impactful players for this Golden Knights team. You think of right around uh, the bye week and the All-Star break, going into it, coming out of it, and you know I, I think that you're getting a player that can move the needle, especially in that, in that role alongside Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. That line has been broken up in various forms all year. Yeah. Now you've got the amalgamation of Keegan Colasar, Nick Waugh, and Will Carrier. Yeah. Like a, a group that you think of as one, yeah. amalgamated, but <laughs> is 
has been apart most of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that's kind of a, a, a cool storyline as well. Yeah, it sure is. And you know, you you have talked about that trio from probably training camp all the way into the first half of the season as you know, being a line that, that Bruce Cassidy had trust in. And as you mentioned, there have been moments in time where you've had to break it up because you've had players like Will Carrier who have been playing really well and have been elevated up the lineup or due to injury, Nick Waugh missed some time as well as Will Carrier. But the fact of the matter is, if, if you can bring all three of those players together, I think Keegan Colasar's had a fantastic series against the Winnipeg Jets, and you bring all those pieces together, you can really start to exploit some of those matchups down the road. Looking forward to it. Uh, game five tomorrow on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas as the Golden Knights will try to bounce uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, uh, Storyline that you're looking forward to? Storyline for me, I, I, I think for, for, you know, going into this one, like, and we've talked about it, we talked about it with John Shannon, like, to go on a long run, to, to, to ultimately get to where you want to in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you have to be able to take care of series when they present themselves to you in four, five, five, six games. Like you want to have a short series to get a little bit of rest. So I'm interested to see the desperation level of the Winnipeg Jets, how the Golden Knights are able to match that, understanding that they want to put this one away to give their body a break before going into round number two. Uh, we're going to do this today, but uh, why not? Let's go to the phones and uh, open it up uh, on line number two. It's Bruce and Summerlin. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the VGK Insider Show uh, with Darren Millard and Ron, Brian Wallace. Hi, fellas. How you doing? <laughs> First time caller? Yeah, are we talking baseball? What are we talking today? We can talk anything you want. This this is a great time of the year for you. We got golf, we got baseball. Yeah, you love those. And the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, well, they can both wait because the Stanley Cup playoffs are on. You're in heaven right now, pal. I got to tell you, it's the best time of year. Here, of course, the weather changes much quicker. You know, usually back east, it takes a while. You're happy to see the 60s, so definitely playoff weather now here uh, bruce cassidy with us on the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas uh, get back to work today uh has this series been what you thought it would be or without giving away uh national secrets uh, has there been uh minimal adjustments compared to what you expected uh yeah i, I think it's played out i mean i'm not going to say the wins and losses because winnipeg would argue no. that but i think the, the style of play we felt they you know they they were going to be physical you know, their bottom six are some big guys that play behind you uh, and let their skill play later, and that's what's happened. Their power play's been good. Their skills move the puck around. Uh, we've done a good job with the rush uh, game, uh, defending them after game one. They've done a good, pretty good job with it. We were able to expose them a bit up there. So, um, yeah, I think so. I didn't know what the scores would end up. Maybe they're a little higher than I thought because both teams are more on the defensive side or, or, or try to play that way. But uh, at the end of the day, um, I'm happy where we are, uh, guys. I think we've, we've gotten better as the series went along, has gone along, and, and that's important as well. Now this, this is a philosophical question, about, I guess, about the, the game and how you approach it, but are, are you okay with high-scoring games? Because the, the tr- trendy thing is coaches hate ever being scored on. Well, I'm okay in this particular series because I think we have the advantage there. I think we have more depth up front, especially when they lose a guy like Morrissey that drives a lot of their offense from the back end. Now I think Shifley looks like he may be out. So, yes, I would be in our series. Now you start playing maybe a different opponent, you know, thinking down the road if you're able to advance the Edmontons and Colorados, then maybe you got to 
Got to look at how it, you know, the style of play a little closer and maybe keep it a little tighter. Bruce Cassidy is with us on the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know, Bruce, I, when you when you started the year, you had Brett Howden alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. There was something about that trio you liked at the beginning of the year. You've gone back to it now in the playoffs. What is it about Howden alongside Stevenson and Stone that seems to work so well? Well, he's got good pace, um, so he's always F1 on the four check. If, if you have to play behind their D, if there's nothing on the rush game, um, so he's good at separating and creating loose puck situations. Saw a lot of that in game four. Uh, he's got a good defensive mindset to him as well. He knows how to, he's on the penalty kill. So, you know, that's a good matchup line for us. We can shut teams down or an offensive line down and still create offense going the other way. Uh, and that's important. Um, he's 200 foot game. And he's made some plays off the wall. That, that's where we weren't sure, right? Can he get the puck into Stevie and Stoney? Uh, in transition, and I, I think he's done a really good job with that, and credit to him, because that's the area we weren't sure if he could keep up on the offensive side of things, uh, and he's done a good job with that. Uh, Mark Stone's back. He's uh, producing. I, I was a little concerned when I saw him jump into the glass after he scored that first goal. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking, I, you know, if the, if the glass can take it and his body can take it, we're in good shape, and we are. Here he is. <laughs> he's, taken, he's taken a few hits, um, gotten right back up, delivered a few. Uh, looks like he's put the injury behind him, knock on wood. It's now it's just a matter of timing, right, and getting used to the, the game speed. And every game he looks a little bit more comfortable. Well, he looks great, and that uh, chemistry between Howden and Stevenson uh, is, is really good, uh, too. So you've got almost two pairs there. <laughs> yeah. I, I Did I lose you guys? You still no, with you're, me? You're, we got you. We got you back. Sorry. I'm in the car. It's... Uh, duty pickup duty at the, the golf course my kids so uh sorry but um yeah it, it's really worked out for those three the the big pair we always like with stevie and and stoney um and then to find a third guy to go in there and, and not have to maybe put jack in there right put all your you know like we did earlier this year now you're loading up one line just gives you a better balance right so harder to check um if they shut one line down he's still got threats on other lines so We've wanted to do that with Howden and Amadio, and it's worked so far in this series where we've been able to, you know, spread spread our offense around and get different people contributing, and, and I think that's really important in the playoffs. We, you know, we have to go away from that later, but right now it's working. Bruce Cassidy with us on the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, you've been able to oversee every single minute of Jack Eichel's postseason career. What What's kind of changed, or how has he adapted from game number one to where we're at right now heading into game number five? How has his game grown throughout this series? Well, game number one, I, I think a lot of our players just didn't have it. They were much better, uh, more prepared, um, played with more urgency. So there's many guys along with Jack, and I think for Jack, we have to give him a little room to grow. His first playoff not a young guy he's not 20 years old coming into it but it is his first playoff there's a different intensity level you can see it watching the game so you know the thing we talk i talked to jack about is you have the pace and the size to be able to separate and use your body in this series so once you get used to that intensity knowing that hey guys that didn't hit all year might maybe take a run at you guys will lay out to block shots and maybe when there's a lot of those little details that you see more of but if you can handle the you know the the physicality and you're going to be in good shape because you, you're a smart player and you can separate and you see them coming because there's also a certain recklessness that happens in the playoffs too. Don't forget when guys are trying to do a little bit more 
and it, and if you can see that coming and you have the hockey IQ, then you can expose people and take advantage of that. And I think you're seeing a little bit more of that from Jack every night. You're certainly seeing it, a guy like Mark Stone out there, the plays he's made. So uh, to have those high IQ guys in the playoffs, I think is real important. And, and now he's got the physical attributes. So expect big things from him. From keeping it uh, nice and calm between the years, uh, you're picking up cool from golf. And uh, we know how uh, you got to keep that on an even keel when you're on the golf course. And, and you might hit one uh, a little astray. Uh, Lauren Bersois. Uh, it just impresses me with his stoicness uh, during during a game in Winnipeg but in, the, in those two games where it, it was a little crazy in both third periods, and you couldn't have told whether he was winning or losing. No, he's a pretty pretty even keel guy um, in the room, off the ice, um, or sorry, like in practice and outside of the game. So you hope that translates to, to his play, and certainly has his. He's been quiet in the nets in terms of not overreacting to things, just play my position, let the game come to me. And I think we play well in, in front of those types of goaltenders. We, you know, we try to keep it clean, so make the timely save and you know, fight through a little bit of traffic to find those point shots, and we'll do our best to clear out. And you know, it, it, it plays to his strength, too. So uh, it's been a good match. But, yes, absolutely, there's another one like Jack. He didn't know how it would go. It's his first real look at the playoffs. Now he's going against sort of you know his old team where he cut his teeth a little bit, so um, you wonder how that's going to play out. But it's worked out well for us, I and mean, he's done a good job. Save for save with Hellebuck, if day, not more. Day off in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, you get roped into talking to us, and uh, you're also <laughs> doing uh, the pickup and drop off stuff. Uh, thanks for squeezing us in, uh, Bruce in Summerlin. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, and and by the way, I was out on my bike today. It was a beautiful day. Oh for yeah. It, and I got to thank your your buddies. Yes, I'm going to give them a. A little prop over that pro cycle. We did a great with my bike, and uh, nice to be out outside again in this beautiful weather. So. Thanks again for that. That's awesome. Jamie. Uh, Jamie's the king over there and the entire crew at Pro Cyclery. So I'm glad they took care of you because they are awesome. Uh, I'm glad you're back on the ice uh, or on the, uh, the bike as well. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care, guys. There's Bruce Cassie calling us on line number two. Bruce from Summerlin. And there's, <laughs> there's somebody who has embraced Vegas. Right. Oh yeah, like it's just it just sounds perfect. It's wonderful. <laughs> he, he he listens to the show. He's he's bouncing around with the, with the kids, but he's out in his bike every day. He's walking the dog every day. Uh, he he just loves uh, what we've got here compared to the Northeast, where I love it, but mm-hmm. it, there's a little bit more uh, seasonal transition from one to the other. It's hard not to be outside in Vegas. Like it's it really is. It's hard not to kind of lean into that when you're here, when you are are an everyday. Uh, Las Vegas, so to speak, and, and it's no real surprise to me that, that Bruce is leaning into it. And I, I love leaning into the Bruce from Summerlin bit. Like, that's phenomenal. That's great stuff. And it gives you an idea of just how loose Bruce Cassidy is as we're going through a playoff run. Have a little fun. It's good. Yeah, uh, and pro cyclery. I, I know that you've talked about biking. Uh, Chapman's talked about biking. Yeah, you want to – those guys, uh, they are outstanding. Garrett Calloway. Uh, they 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 set him up. He's doing a triathlon. Can you believe oh, yeah? that? He's dude, that's that dude's doing a triathlon. I'm not doing that. But uh, like full, th- here's like the best thing about pro cyclery, though. You walk into pro cyclery and, and they got dogs in there. Oh, nice. Whoever whoever's working that day that owns uh, uh, has a dog. Dog doesn't stay home. Dog <laughs> comes into the shop. Like Hudson, I talked to the other day, little ten week old uh, puppy. 
running around the store. It was awesome. So I know I know it's like extra advertising. Uh, we well, I, like I was going to gonna ask you because I don't want to say it because I don't. I want to be one hundred percent sure. But where is that located? That's over in Summerlin, down Charleston, off of uh, between Charleston and Sahara, right off Sahara. So Wallapai, Wallapai, in in and around there. Okay, I know where that's at. Yeah. It's in like a commons area. There's the pizza place, the Chicago would, pizza place in there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, I for sure know where that is. Um, no. Would you ever do a triathlon? Not a chance. <laughs> because, well, one, so here's the thing with triathlons. Okay. I can't run because my wonky hip. Okay. So that, that limits things. Uh, you can nope. walk that. Just, yeah. just be good on I, the bike. I, I, you're I, fine. Yeah, you're, you're right on that. Uh, and two, I totally disagree with the idea of the order of the triathlon <laughs> and and i and i stand pat in my protest of that i will not do a triathlon okay. until they change the order of the sports what's your preferred order if you are going to successfully navigate a triathlon uh-huh. you have to do the swim last why because he wants if, people to drown if you don't complete it you're okay. done. Yeah. So That's if you want to walk ridiculous. around and brag to everybody, uh-huh. but I did a triathlon last week. I've done 52 triathlons. I'm up to my 24th triathlon. I did a triathlon uh-huh. here. That. Yeah. yeah. How many times did you do it when the swim was last? Then you can brag to me that you did three triathlons. <laughs> that's, you know All what? right, I, that's I that's the only way you I, will gain any type of street cred from me yeah. at walking around bragging Sweet. about being a triathlete. Let's do a triathlon together, and we can do it oh. any any way you'd like yeah. to. If you want to do the swim last, I'm I'm game. Let's go. That's literally putting sink or swim to uh, to the test there. And I would be totally doing the uh, the breaststroke. The whole time. Would you really? I'm, I'm not a good freestyle guy. I can't do the backstroke at yeah. all. And the butterfly is oh, impossible. It's, it's a freak of nature. That's the stroke. hardest. That's the yeah. hardest stroke. My, my, I, my wife was a was a university swimmer. Yeah. So every now and then, uh, we'll we'll go uh, swimming some lanes and or lane swimming, and uh, I think that's the way, proper way you call it. Uh, yeah. And and she'll she'll break that out, and I. I'm never more amazed. And my wife is really special. She's really cool. Yeah. But when she does the the fly, I'm like, that is the coolest thing you could ever do. And so, so I am I am like totally just uh, like little uh, half butterfly, half or sorry, half breaststroke, half doggy paddle. It's it's freestyle swim. and backstroke for me all the way. But I will say this, like because you're such an accomplished lifter too, I yeah. feel like we should do a powerlifting meet and a triathlon in the same day. I, I would I could do it as long I as just, we do I, the swim last. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying we go in, right? Squat, bench, deadlift in the morning and Who's then saying we about hit squats. Yeah, no, 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 powerlifting meet, Darren. Come on. I'm all I'm you're, all You're an accomplished lifter. Dude, what are you talking about? Dude, How are you sitting here look like at me. squatting? It's ridiculous. Because I skip leg day every day. Come on, he's got, got these like, little chicken legs. Yeah, I'll give you like I'm, I'm sixteen all... weeks to work up to it. You're no. fine. If you can bench, you can bench two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, so so Ashley no was saying apparently you're you now up to two two seventy-five. Is that it? No, she, Ashley said two fifty. Two fifty, huh? Because she goes it's to the same place that uh, that Garrett and I go to. That's, but no, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I I'm very vain. You guys are aware of this. The listeners are aware of this. Yep. Why would I waste a single minute on legs? I Why bike a little you? bit. Uh, I'll get my leg work out there. I'm okay. all about the curls for girls, baby. So let me, let me that's, ask you. that's what my game <laughs> plan me, is. Curls for girls. But see, if you could bring your squat up from like 135 pounds to 185 pounds, nah. then the, the hills on your bike would not be as hard. No, nah, I'm just doing that for a workout. 
So I'm good yeah. when I get on the ice for hockey. So so, not, so you're you're checking. gonna you're not going to do a, a powerlifting meet and a triathlon. Well, with I'll me I'll, in a I'll day. do I'll do lifting, but I'm not doing anything with legs. That just no, no, uh, takes you, away you from have, my time with the. You have uh, to test the maxes. The, what what the, are we uh, doing here? An accomplished silly. lifter like you, 317 pounds on the bench. Like my goodness. We're gonna take a break uh, when we continue. A little more on Game Five for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'll tell you who's in. For the Boston Bruins, the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. You guys like me? It's cool to hear the real life of an athlete or an executive like Bruce Cassidy Mm -hmm. doing his thing today. Yeah, out in the bike, uh, picking up the kids, day off in the Santa Cup playoffs. But you you kind of get it in your head. It's it's all about whatever sport they're dealing with, and they don't have that existence outside that. Like teachers, like you know, the day you first see your teacher out at Target, you're like, what? That person exists outside? <laughs> what? Um, uh, hearing hearing Bruce uh, talk about that and being uh, uh, so um, uh, free to to join us while he's uh, having his life is is pretty neat. Yeah, it was it was a cool aspect to it, and I think it, you know, again, it like kind of humanizes uh, the either the players or the coaches or front office, whatever it is, because everyone's got day to day stuff that they are doing that they have that's outside of this business, and and it is a business, it is a job, but you've got family, you've got responsibilities that take place away from the rink, and you know, I think kind of shedding a little bit of light on that. Um, Gives you perspective because I think, especially in the playoffs, you can lose sight of that. It's the people that go on and on about their day-to-day life. Like there, there's a there's a line there. I loved hearing Bruce's side of it today because we don't know a lot about Coach Bruce Cassidy and Bruce Cassidy and Dad Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. That's cool listening. It's the people that go on and on who you're like, I, I don't really care about your real life outside of that and every the, the people that think that they're the most hard done by let's uh-huh. like well i'll give chapman the example here this isn't you by the way all right chapman going on about how his cat got sick and then he went to the grocery store and lost his wallet and then they were out of uh brussels sprouts and the cheese it's were going and then they wouldn't accept his other credit card and then he had uh, uh oh, a sink that was dripping i'm like i don't mm. i don't care how yeah. rough the water is in your life. Are you showing up here, Chapman? And he shows up here. That's mm-hmm. what I love about uh, about Chapman. He doesn't give me all that stuff. So that's a no- word to the wise to my colleagues and my uh, people that I interact with. <laughs> I don't need to know about your life. All right? I don't. So just leave it at that. If I say, hey, how are you? That's not an invitation to tell me how you actually are. That's just me being friendly to you. So friendly. That's just you, trying you, to be polite. You've got to learn. Yeah. Don't ask, how are you? Just say, I know, but just say, hey. I do say, when somebody asks me, and I go, you know, we had, we had a rough couple of days. Mm-hmm. I say, are you afraid? Are you disappointed you asked? Because I can stop now. <laughs> I give them the option, and then I tell them. But if you ask me, and there's stuff going on, 
And I tell you, you can't complain. See, but I like hearing how miserable your life is because it makes me feel good knowing really? that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like like your flight delays the other day. I'm like, yes. I, oh, I didn't complain about that. Great. No, no, I know. But I, I didn't. I, there was we, not one complaint. We, we saw the complaint? pictures on Instagram. No. Yeah, the pictures. I, the pictures. You went tell from a story. oh a doggy oh, yeah. to yeah. uh seven hours it was, later. It was it was very uh, smooth. From a flight perspective, nothing was delayed. I actually got in like four minutes early in the morning. It was just a long day. I told my boss, I am so grateful just to be on the road with the team. Uh, I love it. But it didn't stop me from making an event social media-wise of the day. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a doggy. I, I know. And, and the lady wouldn't let me really pet the dog or play with the dog? Well, she probably could tell that you were bad news. No, I'm like a dog guy. No, no. How about this one? I got the dog in trouble because the dog looked at me and yeah. kind of sniffed me and, yeah. and went to walk over, so I petted the ear and uh, the passenger was looking at the owner, dog owner was looking out the window and realized that the dog was making a break for it for me Uh-oh. and grabbed the dog and plopped it down and said, no. I told you, no. Don't go. Oh, she I'm, like, knew. I'm sorry, Rusty. She knew you were bad news. I was like, ah. Oh. I got the dog in trouble. Good job, Darren. Do you guys remember uh, the show Party of Five? Yes. Was that Jennifer Love Hewitt? Hewitt? Yes. Yes. Uh, Nev Campbell. And and Katie, the one who married Tom Cruise. Katie Holmes? Was she on that? I don't know whether she was on that or not. Uh, Anyway. Great show, <laughs> not but, really but a great show. Well, well, it was a great show. It was, at the time. It, was it was awesome. An okay show. It was it was a really good show. But <laughs> wow. it was a story about like a family of five kids, huh. and they, but their mom and dad die in in some kind of accident, car accident or whatever, uh, and and the oldest brother has to raise the other four kids oh. and different uh, challenges that they go through. You always felt better about your life after watching that Thursday night show. Like you'd watch it, it's it, it was good acting, good storyline, and yeah. and uh, it was the in show for the time that in Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero, and and you felt like you were you're part of the in group, but at the at the end of the night when you're getting ready to shut her down, you're like, my life's pretty damn good compared to this. What this may ruin this, this may ruin your day. There's actually a reboot of Party of Five. Oh hmm. boy. This is this like, is this a is, really hip reference we're we're getting into. It's My got goodness. it's got to be as bad as the Rambo remakes. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's I'm sure it's up there with them. Oh. I don't even know who the people are that are in it. I didn't know there was a reboot. Um, we got uh, game five coming up tomorrow night between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. Game number five between the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers is underway. The first of two games on tonight's National Hockey League playoff schedule. Yep. Patrice Bergeron is in and playing for the Boston Bruins, the record-setting team from the Atlantic Division. Uh Uh-huh. Big. It is. Can they get any better? Like, there's a team. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a team. They'd be right with Vegas and get, like, getting Will Carrier back, not having any Uh any injuries. Uh, I haven't checked the, the, uh, the scratches for Boston, but being able to add... Patrice Bergeron mid-series is darn beneficial. Yeah, it is. Um, but Bergeron <laughs> is back in the lineup. David Krejci is still out for the Boston Bruins, but uh, you get your captain back. You get a player that is as, as impactful as Bergeron is. It, it seems to make sense that the Bruins would be even better and that they would, you know, close out the Florida Panthers, <laughs> but it is Florida leading early one to nothing 
in this game, and uh, Linus Olmark's come up big to, to keep it one nothing. So uh, we'll see how the game kind of progresses from there. But right now, Bergeron back in the lineup, not paying immediate dividends for the Bruins as they're trailing one nothing. Well, they should scratch them. They should shut them down then oh, after saying. the first period. Certainly not advocating for that. Yeah, you know what? Going to the room, Jim Montgomery, say, yeah. take your gear off, Bergie. You're done. We were we were owning this thing without you, yep. and now we're down uh, going to the period. This is uh, a hot take, but <laughs> Boston's going to win the series, right? We we all agree on that. Okay. But here is the damage that can be done if this series is extended. Okay. Not just wear and tear. Not just potential for losing the series because I think Boston will end up taking it anyway. Here's the disadvantage where it really works against the Boston Bruins is it gives more examples the deeper it goes of how to handle the Bruins. Mm -hmm. So whatever pre-scout Florida's got put in that's allowed them to win one game, if it adds to it and wins a second game, or if it forces the series to seven, that's information for Tampa or Toronto to use in the next round to dial into. So they'll have their own ideas on how to counter the Boston Bruins, Mm -hmm. but whatever you can take for free that's already worked, or if it's confirmation of what you think and it's been effective, that's the big drawback for the Boston Bruins in potentially having this series pushed to another game. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because you you have more tape on, as you mentioned, what works against this team. And for a team that did not lose a lot during the regular season and has been pretty good uh, in spite of the fact that they haven't had a full complement of players or at least some of their most important players in the lineup and they're still finding ways to win, anything that you can exploit from Boston in the next round should they get there is is going to be important and it's going to loom large and it'll be interesting to see what the Toronto Maple Leafs do with that information. Outside of Vegas and Winnipeg, I hope they all go seven. I think that would be awesome, having seven game sevens. And that's why I don't want Vegas and Winnipeg to go seven because it throws off the alliteration uh, of having seven game sevens. Uh, It just doesn't sound as as right. So I'm willing to sacrifice the Golden Knights going to a game seven uh, in favor of the alliteration of seven game sevens. Uh, We've got to take a break. We'll tee up hour number two. Uh, A little more from uh, the comments of Bruce Cassidy today as well as uh, teeing up uh, the one-timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League as we have a brand new sponsor for that segment. Uh, We'll unveil it as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallen. A little song with some advice going on in there. Uh, if you missed any of uh, or all the of uh, the Bruce Cassidy conversation that we had earlier in the VGK Insider Show, listen to the podcast. It'll be uploaded. What time is that podcast uh, uploaded, Chappie? Uh, probably be up no later than 6 10 All or right. so. Yeah, it'll be pretty uh, quick had, after the show. Uh, a great conversation with Bruce, uh, or as uh, we now refer to it, uh, Bruce in Summerlin, <laughs> who uh, phoned in on the VGK Insider Show, uh, playing right along with his chick. You know, I may ask him a question that way tomorrow. I'll be like, uh, hey, Bruce in Summerlin. Uh, <laughs> 
Only I don't mind they, that. Yeah, it'd be kind do. of funny. Please do. Then, Please then do. he would maybe associate me with Fox Sports. He'd be like, oh, okay, now I know who that guy is. Who always asks me terrible questions. Well, now I've got to go down this path. Yes. I, I wasn't going to. <laughs> I had no intentions of going down oh, this no. path. I hadn't even thought of going down this path. This path didn't even exist 30 seconds ago. Yes. Here we are. So if you say Bruce and Summerlin yes. and ask your question, you think he may associate you with Fox Sports Las Vegas? Well, Space. you know, I... No, 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 <laughs> okay, no, no, right. oh, no, l- 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 let me... What or who <laughs> do you think he associates you with now? Well, I don't think he associates me. I don't think he knows who I am, so... Although, you know what, oh, Friday... This could give you an identity... Yes. By the way, I, may, I hope he's listening uh-huh. because Friday I went to the presser the, before the team left, and it was me, Danny Webster, and like three or four other people, and that was it. Brian McCormick. Brian McCormick, yeah. Ashley Weiss was there. Yeah, so like I said, three or four other people. Yeah. Was Ben Goats not there? Uh, ben Goats was there, yes. Okay, so, 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 so everybody so, was so there. So there were like five right. of us. Ed Graney was standing in the back. No, yeah. Ed Graney yeah. was not there. Right. So I wore a Rutgers University sweatshirt. And Bruce says to me, he goes, oh, Rutgers, my wife and her family. They're all Rutgers people. So that's now the third time that I've worn something stupid. And Bruce has been like, oh, yeah. Are we supposed to be playing the out music here? We can, yes. No, no. Are we supposed to be? Well, you're behind. You missed it, didn't you? You did. Hold on, hold on. You missed playing the out music, didn't you? Because you got talking. We're good now, yes. But did you? were you late on it? No. No, I'm good. All right. Chapman, can I ask you a question? Sure. Before you ask Bruce a question at every press conference, what do you say? Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Not in, not in the no, morning, no, not though. In the morning. Not, not in the morning, morning though. No, no, only, only post Oh, yeah, at night. I'm Although now saying, I guess we, we pass the saying, mic around. I'm so. just saying, 50% of the time, 60% of the time, you announce yourself as Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. I think he associates you no, with no. Fox Sports Las Vegas. But not in the morning, and, he, and yeah. everybody's got a uh, game on his plate. Yeah. Like, it, he might associate me because I work with him, uh, or Gary Lawless because he's around there. But Chapman, who's in and out, I'm curious. What does he associate Chapman with? The Jets toque. Uh, the Jaws shirt. Jaws shirt. Rutgers sweatshirt. Yeah. Fashion. Yes. That's what he, that's what yes. he relates you with. Hour number two is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.